Good evening and welcome to TC and Jake. Welcome in, folks. It's me, TC Fleming, here with Jake Kemp. Uh, we uh, we got a guest. We do have a guest. It's, uh, his name's Tim. Tim, can we say your last name? Sure. Or is, is Tim too revealing? We should call you Mr. Dolan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, he's your. T- I, you haven't been on Twitter in forever, have you? Or are you still? No, I'm on Twitter. Okay, I feel like a Tim Shark. Yeah, Tim Shark. Yeah, I used to. Uh, I have a business relationship with Tim. It's uh, <laughs> a weird flex, but okay. Go on. Tim has seen me, <laughs> no has seen me <laughs> stand up in front of a room of people and pitch them on uh, various various uh, fast casual Asian dishes. Tim, I should have gone over this with you beforehand, but if you could kind of like get yeah, yeah. in just the sort knob. of uh but just like move it up like it's more or less talk into the blue logo you know gotcha. uh there, there you go okay. all right yeah you know we're all doing our best um <laughs> i like i said last <laughs> there week there could be arguments right. against that i just <laughs> want this to be the new norm yeah, like, but what we, we have to re-lower the bar yeah like <laughs> just figuring out the the technical side of things live Okay. Producing on the air, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, guest comp ones are always complicated, but I, I think it was For worth sure. it to have this uh, our official uh, Shamrock series recap show. Uh, Tim was just here to you know talk about kind of the advantages the Irish were able to gain over Wisconsin in the fourth quarter. Certainly, I think a lot of people probably took a bath on the spread, right? Yes, uh, me At being least one, of, one them. of them here. I have not me heard local picks since being in town. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, and it was a weird game too because it's like you didn't deserve to have that money. Notre Dame was ranked <laughs> higher, but everybody was like, "Well, then how are they not getting points?" I'm like, because Vegas doesn't care about. I mean, yeah, sentiment of rankings. I don't. That's usually a good way to make money, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah. Arkansas's current right. ranking. Yeah, I was actually thinking that as I was listening to the Hardline, get into college football Tuesday. <laughs> Fading Arkansas. And this has been your college football game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, trying to predict outcomes is not what the rankings are for, right? right. Like, they're, yes. they're aiming to do two different things. Like, one is rewarding the things you've done so far. And the other one is trying to predict the things you're going to do in the future. And there's some relationship, but it's not direct. It's not one-to-one. So, Well, and college football always has the weird thing of, well, they were good when we beat them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love the transitive property of college football. And you know the thing that Vegas just didn't understand is our boys wanted it more. Yeah, yeah they they played like a champion today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before we get into why Tim is here, um, well, can I, can I just say one? I just want to. <sighs> is this Notre Dame related? Tangentially, just I saw a Ian lot of slander on Twitter. <laughs> About like why is this game moved here and people complaining I about? Was my dog. <laughs> I, it's, I was like, get out of here! It's the first time I've been to Soldier Field since 2011. Uh, and Sexy I was, Rexy was just blown away. No, that was Jay Cutler in the <laughs> okay. NFC Championship game. Okay. Rex was out by like 08. Okay, I don't know. I'm old. Um, but uh, yeah, Soldier Field it could not be better. It's it's an amazing venue. If you ever get a chance to go there, I highly recommend it. It's like if the Jets played in the middle of fucking Central Park. Uh, you know, we were sitting in the south end zone looking north, so you could see the whole fucking skyline outlined back against, you know, as uh, we're just making play after play. Um, just I, I, I feel like not enough people ride for Soldier Field, and yesterday I fucking nearly cried whenever I learned that the 
Bears had closed on Arlington Park, so it doesn't look yeah, real I good. Yeah, I saw that. That's um, wild. But yeah, so it, it seems like this will be a, one of a limited number of chances that everyone has to uh, to see it. So uh, Soldier Field's fucking amazing. Don't let anyone tell you different. Do they have a panty store? They didn't have any panties. Tag they Warrior wasn't they involved. No Sky Mirror. Do they <laughs> celebrate Truck Month year round? With, <laughs> with it doesn't say Dallas Truck World on the <laughs> on the soil around the playing field, so it's okay, not as good I'm as not. Arlington. Although I will tell you, speaking of Cowboys game day experience, I think the Dallas Texas TV account posted this. I don't know what gentleman's establishment it was, but. I guess strip clubs are now just like parking large SUVs at tailgates and chicks are just like stripping. Hell yeah. Like I mean, on, it's, on top of them. It's it's the world we deserve. It really yeah. is. <laughs> like it's we're five years away from Jerry somehow sponsoring that. Yeah. Like no. there's gonna be titties out here. Whenever my ancestors got on <laughs> Let me the get boat, a little taste. This yeah. is what they were promised. Yes. Yeah, for sure. This and a singing show where someone presents as an avatar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been Alter- thinking about that a no, lot. No, they're back to backing it too. It's yeah. Mass Singer followed by Alter uh, Ego. <laughs> so great. Yeah. What a huge night of television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just hope it's not on the same night as uh, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire. <laughs> the Chicago. Chicago, Chicago night. Chicago Sanitation. Is the guy from The Hangover also a judge on Alter Ego? Ooh. I do they I was gonna say Asian fellow, but they I didn't don't know let if that was Ken Jong leave the studio. <laughs> Fox loves what he's bringing. He just uh, does everything, right? I assume so. He's on the morning show too. Right? <laughs> don't rule yeah. that out. He just lives there. They have a little cot set up for him next to the stage. I was laughing very uh because we're sitting in some airport, you know, bar or something on the way here and uh I did see a trailer for what was it? Slime time on Nickelodeon <laughs> no, featuring sounds Nate great. Burleson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're working Nate hard as well. And my question is, so the 12-year-olds watching this, they're, it adds merit that they know who Adam Schefter is, and therefore right, Dylan the, Schefter right, like, his, means so much more. Yeah. Well, Ryder, do, do you know what a poison pill is? <laughs> so he's on the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great move. My, I mean, and obviously the first thing I did because I'm a bad person when I saw that Dylan Schefter was hosting this show is I immediately wanted to know, all right, so is it your kid or? <laughs> Go on. Or, there is is the, um, or is it the kid of the man you never met? Yeah, there is mm. some slight. Uh, it's his kid. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Not that it would matter either way. It's nepotism of the highest order, but still. I'd kind of like it if, uh, if a 9/11 victim about. was able to ride like this, like that would be redemption. I think it'd be. I think it's much worse that it's his kid, actually. Yeah, I, it's a feel okay. good story if it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, he, she was going to be fine either way. Yeah. So, anyways, Tim Shark. Tim Shark. <laughs> so uh, you're you're managing a, a payway of some kind. Uh, how how do we get from from? Let's start at payway. Okay. Well, I mean that's. Uh, couple years into the game but yeah uh i was just working restaurants going to school at north texas and then hating driving there so started going to school in uta and kind of just stopped going to school mm-hmm. <laughs> common uh, entry into the restaurant path yeah no and the worst part is back then you know they did have a way of kind of once they get you in it's tough to get out because you're looking down going, wow, I'm making this much money and I hate 
these hours or this responsibility or just dealing with children or whatever, but yeah, I can get you a job here, but you're going to be starting at entry level, you know, and I'm already making twice that or, so you just kind of stick with it and you like managing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and then it just became a thing where I just leaned into it. Uh, the business at the time was full of a lot of older people who like to answer questions like, well, that's just the way we've always done things. And so there was like a marketing efficiency for somebody who could be a little more dynamic and think of numbers in slightly different ways and stuff like that, you know, staggered in times, cut down on labor, blah, 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 you know. And so I didn't have any kids. I wasn't even married yet. So like I could just offer things that, yeah, like I could just pass my contemporaries by just simply effort at that point, like... So. so how do you go from uh, from Payway to uh, to Honduras? Uh, so by that time, my wife and I, you know, were married, and she also was working for Payway. And you know, she predominantly at that point, I was kind of coattailing her because she her mind for the business was superior to the point where she's like rewriting the way the company does business completely. You know. And she was, you know, an area manager kind of thing, multiple units underneath her, blah, blah, blah. They're flying her all over the United States to fix broken payways and stuff like that, you know. He's like John Taffer, <laughs> but for payway. Yeah, I was thinking um, Winston Wolf. Well, no, what was the uh, super salad guy that... Uh, oh, Tim Taft? <laughs> Tim Taft. Tim Taft. <laughs> Tim a good friend of mine. That's a man down. that can Tim, fix couldn't have done it without restaurants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and so... Um, <laughs> The company got bought. Uh, they put a CEO who was working for like Taco Bell or something like that. And the first thing he wanted to do was smash and grab. Let's cut a bunch of budgets. He can take a lot of them excess income by, well, you don't need this many area directors. Like you can handle 27 stores, right? A story mm-hmm. as old as time. Yeah. So I got kind of, I'm like, I'm done with this. I left. I went to Chewy's for a while. That wasn't that great. Um, and then I left and I went to Pluckers and they stuck me at the one in Arlington over by the, you know, Cowboy Stadium, Highland, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the busiest one in the entire company. I think I either. That's awesome. I think I either made the hiring manager mad where he thought this kid thinks he's tough shit. So let's throw him in there and watch him cry. Or they actually thought I could handle it. So pretty quickly I was promoted, promoted, promoted. They moved me to the Grapevine store to fix the Grapevine store. And how how do, how good of a job did he do, Jake? Uh, I support every business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he support every business. No, especially Pluckers. They actually are. Good. Jake just wears yeah. a shirt around that says business. business yeah, hey. I'm like it's like Rob Lowe, the well, NFL like, hat. A uh, guy at the game had a sign that just said "fuck cheese." <laughs> okay, yeah, that's pretty direct. Hey, a weird thing. Sorry, coming yeah. from a different country. Multiple large flags in pickup trucks that just say "fuck Biden." Yeah, like I'm at the Apple Store in Southlake, and yeah. I'm like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> yeah, you you came home to a rude uh, a rude awakening. Things have changed a little bit, yes. and, and the snowflakes I've, are going crazy. And I've seen a couple of uh, stories. Like, it's funny because I would have been interested to see if if you could have cut this the other way. But like, local municipalities are like, "Well, it's free speech." It's free speech. Yeah, I'm. I, I, mean, I don't know. It kind of is. I just would have liked to see how it would have played out if somebody had. Well, like I think a, you guys covered this a couple weeks ago. Like it, it, 
at least it used to say like, you know, what was it like? Like you're talking about like Huck nuck, the Fuskers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huck the yeah. Fuskers. Buck Fiden. Yeah, at least I can, uh, I don't know. If you had a kid, you're like, yeah, oh, the, the one that I, <laughs> the first one I saw and the one I, I know most prominently is the one that is displayed directly across from our kids' preschool. So I oh, yeah, respect yeah. their First Amendment rights, of course. I guess, I guess I'm mainly just like appealing to like, isn't this a bit uncouth? That's the one you're talking about, the one by, yeah, yeah that, it's down. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. They, they gave in, <laughs> but it was a, it was massive. It was like a, it was like a, like almost like the sort of thing you would put up like people who are really stoked on Halloween or Christmas. Yeah. Like it was yeah. a yard. I think they got it at a spirit Halloween. Sign. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it. Yeah. yeah. It, it had something about Kamala that I think was just calling her the bitch or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Right on. Like yeah. I, I just don't. This is not the the women positivity message I was looking for my for my daughter. I doubt they. <laughs> I doubt they believe women. <laughs> I don't think they believe women either. Um, but well, yeah, there's one anyways. they probably would have believed. What? J- Jelaine? Nah, Tara. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Or Tara. Yeah. I. The Biden lady. <laughs> I feel like the Republicans never jumped on that one nearly as... I mean, it was the primary still, so it was they didn't really very, care. It was a very, very rare case. He shouldn't have started this. It was a very, very rare case of them looking at that and saying, boy, I don't know how that's going to play for us given our guy. Because yeah, normally they just know. looked right. Like <laughs> yeah. They were like, fuck it, who cares? If he pays taxes. You didn't pay taxes. Or who cares if... And they just were like, uh, we'll just let this one pass. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like in the sparring match, we're so often trying to like wiggle through these like thin gray areas where like, I didn't really say that, but you know, I, you know, yeah. like, and now it's just like, no, fuck just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. I distinctly remember being at a Giants-Cowboys game where Tony pulled the win off and we're as we're leaving giants fans are just screaming fuck tony fuck the cowboys and i'm like you don't have much man like yeah like, <laughs> that's not that creative you've given up so that's was parker's I, the last place you worked yeah here, yeah so in the meantime at, yeah at that point we had been to the island several times to Roatan. yeah uh which off the coast of honduras it's about 30 miles long what's the first time you went like how did you Initially, the, believe it, believe it or not, we were just because we we're married and uh, we went through the whole like we're gonna have kids and eventually the battle just ended with a doctor being like you can't you know and we can keep like charging you money and doing tests. That sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's fine. Like uh, we had a big house, you know, with empty bedrooms. My wife was like, we should sell the house. I'm like, for what? Well, it's just so we went to Thailand and all these places. This is you know 2011. You know, it's a good way to. Yeah, I like I I've tried to like you know as as I, I guess all of us are constantly imagining worst case scenarios, and I've tried to as I as a way to like respond to my brain doing that to try to find these days like more you know like well if that did happen what's a life that you could be happy with, and uh, you know that that seems like you actually doing that exercise in real life like you know. If, all right, we have this news. This is not what we were looking for. What's the way that we could make this into something that we can be happy with? We're going to go spend a bunch of time in Thailand. Yeah, so we jumped around. We kept our jobs, um, you know, here, and we just, every vacation. Worship Pluckers, Thailand? No, we just, every vacation, we just location. see how far that would be banging now, I tell you that. I did go to the Bubba Gump in, <laughs> Hell uh, yeah. in Hong Kong. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was the same trip. I don't remember there Hong being Hong Kong's not the same. No, I don't yeah, remember there being. They're that, not his wheels off. That's civilization. <laughs> still. Yeah, I don't remember there being that many chain restaurants in Thailand. No, um, so we, uh, 
you know, my wife at that point, I think, took over, like, uh, got sort of headhunted, and now she was working for Hooters as, like, a air, the DFW, like, vice president or whatever. I don't know. She had, like, 10 stores or something. Do they yeah. have the vice presidents wear the uniform? No, but, dude, it's wild how they get around the stuff. Like, it, when you hire someone, they're an entertainer, not a server, and that's how you can get them to come into this... Um, room and try on the uniform for you uh, and you decide whether they're like <laughs> and that which, noise was the noise of me supporting business no 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 <laughs> me Dude, too no 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 listen, mostly me though listen listen once once she got in there like it, it all seemed okay but when she's describing it to me i'm like yeah so usually like you're a guy in this scenario and that's why it's tough yeah. you know like <laughs> But no, anyway, so um, that's a great undercover boss episode. Yeah, no, no, it's episode. an extremely famous yeah. <laughs> undercover boss episode. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, you, you'll enjoy it. Okay. Uh, I was showing my wife the other day that Arlington I, figures prominently yet again. Yes. <laughs> I was showing my wife on Dallas, Texas TV the other day. There was a fight at like 11 o'clock in the afternoon or in the morning at the Dallas uh, Hooters. Which one of her contemporaries is now the general manager of? And I'm just like, look at this. She's like, ah, shit, I got to text such and such. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So actually, the reason why we ended up in Roatan is um, Bob had mentioned after adopting. Okay. I was wondering if Bob would end up here somewhere. And being just whooped by staying in Goose and all these other places that they just, when they finally got to bust out, they just took a little puddle jumper over to Roatan, and his description was making me think this probably costs a lot of money. And so one day, you know, it was vacation time, and we're like, where do you want to go? We took a look at it, just stayed at like an Airbnb there, and it was just really cool. And we met a lot of good people, and we're like, man, what if we lived here? Pretty so, affordable too, right? Yeah, and it's only a couple hours flight from Texas, you know, and like I still got nephews and parents and stuff so i don't want to be on the other side of the world you know Mm -hmm. and um so there was a little spot that came up for sale and it's right on the beach and it it was formerly like a hookah bar or whatever anybody wanted to do with it and we made an offer and they laughed and said that's the dumbest offer we've ever heard but they ended up being motivated so i guess a week later they were like yeah, they'll take it. And we're like, great. And now we got to figure out how we're going to live there because we yeah. haven't even done that yet. So we ended up buying... What year are we talking? Um, seven years ago. Uh, 2017. Okay. So not seven okay. years ago. Seven years ago was the first time we ever went there. But um, 2017, we bought what is now a bakery slash restaurant in Half Moon Bay in Roatan, the west end of Roatan. Um. We ended what up. Are the, what are the rules around starting an international business? Uh, dude, you just file LLCs and stuff okay. like that, and it's like all you're covered. You know, I have like a a, a business tax ID number and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's but it's so anyway. We um, do they have like versions of the form in English? Do you pay someone else to prepare all that? Do you know Spanish? Uh, actually, so this is the weird thing about Rotan. It is technically a, a Honduran. Like, it's part of Honduras, but it's originally, like, English. In fact, if you, like, go back and watch, like, the Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean, when they're, like, saying the location of the scene at the bottom and the date, 
it's a lot of Roatan. Like okay. the opening scene takes place in Port Royal, which is in Roatan. So, okay. So, I had no idea. I've never been. So English is the primary language if you're born on the island. That's awesome. So now it's a lot of mixtures of Honduran people and, sure. and stuff like that. But um, now, so we bought some land and then we, you know, talked to a bunch of builders. We built our house. It took like two and a half years because, you know. Jesus. We just living in hotels, Airbnbs? No, we were still working here. Okay. And we were just literally, anytime we had a couple minutes, we'd hop down there and check up on the builder, which that wasn't enough. I would recommend that if you're building a house in a third world country, you should probably be there all the time. I was going to say, dude, <laughs> I feel like that's if you're building a house a county over. Yeah. Much less. So that ended country. up being a little bit of a thing where once we got there, he's like, well, that's my part of the contract, so I'm done. And we're like, well, you... And uh, upon further review, that's just kind of how they build houses. So, like, a lot of other people I talk to, they're like, oh, yeah, they did that to us, too. You know, so it's just stuff you're going to have to come back and fix. And so it's more out of pocket that you weren't foreseeing. Sure. But got the whole thing done pretty cheap, you know. Uh, Yeah. Especially now with real estate here and stuff like that. But, like, you know, land, house, 120 grand. Really? Yeah. <laughs> two bedroom, two bath, you know. That's and cool. It's, is it near water? Semi? Uh, Beachfront stuff, you're talking millionaire stuff. Okay. But, like, the island is only, like, four or five miles wide. So we just kind of go up a hill a little bit. And, like, I spent a lot of the square footage on, like, the upstairs balcony. So it's, like, a big wraparound. And you're just looking right at the ocean, you know. So. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we're kind of jungly, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, if you walk, I'm 12 minutes from the beach. But you got to walk down this real steep hill and walk back up this real steep hill. So we got cars and mopeds and four-wheelers and all kinds of crap now. So um, I'd like to take a four-wheeler to the beach. I would, too, yeah. It's very fun. Although I... It, uh, G not G. I kind of like my moped a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and my brother had one in college. I was always jealous of that. Did he really I like the I moped? So. That's amazing. It's such commonplace there that like there's no like. I mean, yeah. you got the the people with the family of five on a moped, you know, holding a mattress. You know, like that's like, wild. <laughs> so are there a bunch of hotels near you, or is it mostly like smaller boutique or Airbnb? It, type almost stuff? all the hotels on the island are smaller yeah. boutique type things. Uh, in West Bay. Because we're in the West End, West Bay is the like one that they stick on the uh, like the postcards and stuff like that. There's a, a resort called Infinity Bay, and that's about as close as you're gonna get to your like Cancun. Yeah, yeah, big, okay. Big resort, but still the fire codes and stuff make it to where you can only have like a four story like building, you know. Um, so you're not getting those giant skyscrapers on the beach or anything like that. So, um. So then we move down there. It's wild. We're trying to do everything on a budget. So, you know, you can go through Houston. There's a company. They'll box up all your stuff. They'll put them on a container. They'll ship the container. They'll bring it to wherever you need to or whatever. But it's and it's a flat rate. But the flat rate's like ten grand. And we're like, or we can rent a U-Haul, pack all our Ooh. stuff ourselves. 
drive it to Miami where we then have to load it in the truck ourselves. Like they just drop a bunch of pallets in front of you. Okay. And save like four grand, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so at this time we were all gung ho for that's garbage about like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's worth about four thousand dollars. Yeah, I was me. gonna say that might do it. <laughs> yeah. Not a penny less. Um, I don't know. No, in hindsight, I'm like, probably just fit ten grand would have been yeah. better. <laughs> but um, you know, you get there, you're starting a business from scratch, we're just bleeding money, you know, like everything to make the building a little better looking but even then it's minimal like like this isn't going to be a finished product we just got to get it off the ground inventory in some cases the best part of what we bought was that it was already loaded with equipment like kitchen equipment like commercial grade type stuff and mm-hmm. and so you know we now wholesale make most of the bread on the island for all the other restaurants and resorts wow uh, I think we're at Coming back from the pandemic where some restaurants just did not make it at all, uh, I think we're at 22 restaurants and resorts that if you get a hamburger or a sandwich or a po' boy, you know, it's on all our bread, like everything. That's like amazing. That. Like to come in and in four years just take up, like there was no, like, you know, I, I assume there are that bakeries they had on bread the island. before Yeah, that. there are bakeries yeah. on the island. But, <laughs> but you, like for you to dominate that market that way, that's... I'm I'm impressed. Well, like I said, you know, I again I'll coattails my wife through this whole thing, but we both have a pretty good like restaurant acumen and yeah, stuff. Yeah, how like much that. did your previous experience directly translate? Uh immediately. Like every, every bit of it. In fact, okay. I, I don't even know if um in some cases like you know, people are like, well, would, did you have baking skills beforehand? And it's like, no, but I didn't know how to walk cook until I managed the payway, you know, and I didn't know how to do this until I worked at this other restaurant. Yeah, so that's not the hard part. And so it was just, you know, solidifying some recipes, you know, and then my wife just sort of set off, like, while me and guys that I'm hiring for day laborers are, like, trying to build a deck on the front of the bakery <clears throat> and make tables and chairs... She's just making samples and literally just showing up at restaurants and being like, what are you using? How much are you paying? I bet you we can do this. And and for the most part, at first, it was just like restaurants ran by other like expats, you know, people mm-hmm. from the States. That'll be a little more open to dealing with you. Well, a little more open with the fact that I can say, because island time is a real thing. Like you can hire an actual like business to come do something and they might not show up in the same hour that they said they were going to, or even the same day sometimes. So it was like, hey, uh, we can do this. And like, if you say you need it at 9 a.m., it'll be there at 9 a.m. And if you need to call me, you can. And it will actually, I will actually pick up. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, then it was just filling out the, like the cafe end. So we started making breakfast and that took off real fast. And um, just because we're paying extra for good bacon or paying extra for good breakfast sausage. It's just quality stuff, you know? And um, I started doing a barbecue. Like, I, we built a smoker. I started smoking briskets and stuff like that. Like, people have never seen anything like that down there. It blew up really quick. Before the pandemic, we would do it every Saturday night. 
We called it Country Saturday. Hell yes. <laughs> There's even a sign that I Hell made that yes. says Country Saturday. God, what a proud achievement for you, no, dude. I'm an influencer. I love it. She literally, my wife literally asked me, are you going to tell him? <laughs> I said, I don't know. I think you might get mad. No, I'm absolutely not. Roatan, That's they incredible. have Country Saturday. And they serve the best barbecue mm-hmm. on the island. We do smoked brisket, pulled That's pork, smoked chicken. Potato salad, mac and cheese. I love it. All that stuff. I love it. And we do it Texas style. So since we're a bakery, we make loaves of white bread. You get a little yeah, slab yeah, yeah. of white bread, you know. That's what's up. Um, before the pandemic, uh, at the height of it, um, there was there would people would line up outside the bakery. And so there'd be people like standing in the sand waiting to get into Country Saturday. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so happy. What a dream. So proud. It was yeah. very fun. I want to see it someday now. Yeah, absolutely. I have to. It's great. Um, and so uh, that's kind of where we made our mark. We couldn't get people in the door for like our regular breakfast or lunch too often, but they would come to Country Saturday. We'd have all these like cinnamon rolls and pastries and stuff that we make and be like, you want some for dessert? And they'd order it and then they'd be like, you guys do other stuff? Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're like at first we were doing that to earn like regular business instead of them coming in and being like hey on saturday we do this it was like the opposite so um you know things were doing doing well you know we were really moving um hire, tragedy strikes hiring staff and everything and then uh covid hit and uh it wasn't like the end of the world because at that point if you think about it I think all of us were like, well, this might clear up in a couple of weeks or ah, surely another month or so and we'll have all this tucked away. So eventually they announced they were bringing in empty planes. Anybody that wants to go, you know, now's your time. What month are we talking in 2019? Oh, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, 2020. It was... It was right around March. Okay, so pretty quickly. Yeah, and so... So you say bringing in empty planes, like, just to, to get people off of the island? Well, at that point, you know, Trump and, well, just most, you know, governments, I suppose, from all countries were, like, trying to give everybody a chance to get back to their home mm-hmm. country. Um, a lot of people from Canada live and visit Roatan. Like, it's a big okay. Canadian presence. They actually just kind of kept it a secret from us for a long time because all the already established businesses there, most of them are like Canadian ran. Okay. <clears throat> but it's an island full of like the dude who, uh, you know, takes you whitewater rafting. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like there's dive shops all over the place. The diving there is incredible because it's right on top of the reef and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, 90% of the people you meet are just like, yeah, I'm from Tennessee, but... It's a spam risk. Enough. <laughs> the Tennessee or uh, or or like NorCal. Yeah, just yeah, just anywhere. Yeah. and they're just like, yeah, I'm just like you know, 24 and hot. Yeah, just <laughs> abs. Do you, do you do much scuba? Uh, so during the this is how lackadaisical we were about the pandemic at first. Um, I was like, all right, we got nothing to do now. Might as well go get like certified so i got open open water certified and then i got advanced open water and yeah i mean i want like yeah it's pretty like you don't everything can turn quickly and you don't want to be on the wrong side of it but i would anticipate that if it's a pretty small island and no one on the island is sick right now then 
like it's not like COVID just sprung up everywhere all at once. Well, so we had very strict stuff at the beginning. Once they let all the planes come in one last time, uh, for the next 60 days, I don't think you were allowed to be open if you're a business at all. Mm-hmm. Now, Did the, you think about coming back here? Or? No, people asked us. A lot of people asked us. But the thing was, is like, I don't have a house here anymore. I yeah. don't have cars here anymore. We weren't sure how actual long this would last. And so the further we got into it, the more it looked like, I, you know, my wife would be like, oh, geez, I don't know if we made the right decision. And I'd be like, man, I'm not sure I'd have a job in the States right now. Yeah. You know, like, so uh, if we're going to not work, I'd rather not work in. Well, I don't have dive. a mortgage here. Yeah. You know, like, like my house is paid for. Like, I have to pay rent on the bakery. Um, uh, but, you know, that's even then the the owner all the landlords and the whole island were all like cutting rent in half and stuff like they knew you know yeah and so um yeah we all just kind of thought we'll get out of this soon uh they were super strict uh so no boats because you know utila is a small island not too far from there uh you know you can get to the mainland within a couple hours on a boat and the mainland was really suffering because they have big cities and dense like metropolitan areas and they were getting hit really hard. And so uh, the Marine Park was basically just turned into a bunch of boats that just circle the island day and night, making sure no one's trying to sneak in. <laughs> wow. And so they dissolved the local police and brought in all the Honduran like federal police. Huh. Uh, I I don't ever like hearing these all. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, and so you then um, uh, they used to rotate the police chiefs in Honduras, the mainland, and in Roatan because the lo- they found the longer they were in a place, the more corrupt they would get. So they would move them to like a new spot. And so we got a new police chief, you know, and um, one day he was bringing in a boat of more federal police officers that turned out to be just a bunch of people that gave them a bunch of money to sneak them off the mainland. Oh, no. And so they took him and said, you're fired, shipped him back to the mainland. He got COVID and died. Oh, (laughs) Jesus Jesus Christ. (laughs) But it was quite the scandal, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Yeah. So, so what happened to the group? Did the group of people stay? Well, they quarantined them when they got there, and that was our only like flare up. We had about a hundred and you know, 160, 180 cases reported of COVID. And a couple elderly people died. And after that, not you know, so we're uh, did, did you get uh, vaccinated down there? Yeah, um, we're Moderna's, so <laughs> like they just uh, what where did you go? Like, eventually, was... and this is not very long ago, actually, we're talking like probably five months ago or something, they started uh, having available, like, uh, and so uh, we had some weird stuff at first, though, we had like an AstraZeneca. Yeah, I remember that one. That's a Europe one. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't do that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they set up stops at the, uh, you know, I mean, we have these cruise ship docks that just aren't being used, and so they're these giant, you know, meeting areas that are designed to, you know, unload thousands of people in a central area, and so they'd be like, "Hey, from this time to this time, we'll be doing these shots in this location or blah blah blah." And uh, you know, we waited until we had 
Pfizer or Moderna available, and we ended up getting Moderna. So, um, yeah, it wasn't really ever a huge thing. It just got real mad maxi because of the lockdown of the island. Like, nothing's coming into the island or out of the island. So, if you went to the bank and you said, I need to take out this much money, they'd be like, we don't have that much money for you to take out. Hmm. That's insane. <laughs> uh, well, like, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't even begin to imagine the list of other similar things, you know? Of like, yeah, yeah. So, um, they started lightning, like, on, on the when you're allowed to move around and stuff like that. So, everywhere, every neighborhood's got a little bodega that you can get your basic stuff at. So, at first, they were like, just go to those, be on foot, um, and how is this word getting disseminated? Whenever they said, like, they said, so, just okay, go to that's, those, how are they saying it? So the governor of Roatan, who is in Roatan, is doing a Facebook Live daily, basically Q&A, fireside chatty type thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Awesome. <laughs> and, and, like, people we know are, like, blasting him with questions, or maybe even we're blasting him with questions. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because he's fighting the good fight to protect like Roatan's interests but the president of Honduras is say hey if we're doing this in the mainland we don't care what you're you know like he's treating us like we're under the same conditions mm-hmm. so we had a five o'clock curfew god Ooh. damn for a while <laughs> that's crazy um and then the federal police, like I said, took over so they to enforce this curfew. Yeah, that just seems like I, I don't know that I would try something so complicated in the area where the uh, you know civil society seems a little less built up. So to enforce this curfew, they would set up roadblocks because there is essentially only one big long road. It splits in one spot, so they would just set up at like that T junction or whatever, and. Uh, you were only allowed to move around on your day. Your day was determined by the last digit of your passport number. If you're a local, uh, your license, or if you're a resident, like residency, we have a business residency, so I have like a residency card, mm-hmm. the last digit of that. And that would be announced by weekly by the governor's Facebook chat. So on uh-huh. Monday, he'd be like, all right, this week, Monday is five and six, which means Tuesday is seven and eight and and so on and so forth. And then if you go to the big grocery store, which is like a proper American like grocery store, that you can only they'll only let you in on that day. And if you go to the bank, they're only gonna let you in on those days. Because you're supposed to be at home. Otherwise you're yeah. supposed to be at home. So if you got stopped at the roadblock, that's what they were checking. But then they figured out really quick that they could just take whatever ID you just showed them and put it in their pocket and say, if you don't give me $20, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And so then it didn't matter what day it was. If you happen to run into a roadblock, you, you might be out $20. And you can't exactly stay flush with cash yeah. because there is none. And then it got a. They started to get a little more aggressive. Um, You know, some wealthier, retired, you know, expats were coming. You know, elderly coming back from like the grocery store on their day. 
they don't know when they're going to be able to get out again because the numbers keep changing week to week and they're old and they got tons of money so they just fill up the whole car you know and one guy got pulled over at the roadblock and they just said we're just going to take everything out of your car and and put it into our police truck here and he said you can't do that and they just kind of dangled some handcuffs in front of him (laughs) and so once that hit a boiling point you know he's getting blasted on the morning fireside chat and he's like all right listen you guys got to start trying to take a picture of whoever stops you at the roadblock because we're gonna get to the bottom of this i'm sure you are no we just started blowing i i would blow through them like they would start to walk out in front of me and i would just gun it and you're either gonna jump out of the way or we're all going to have a real situation here. Because <laughs> what we started doing was we, we wouldn't carry our IDs on us. And so we took a picture of the ID and then like uh, got on the computer and just changed the last digit to zero, one, two, three, and then had it on your phone. So you'd be like, look, no matter what day it is. Because not, they can't, they're not going to take it as easily as... Well, because not everybody's trying to bilk you out of 20 bucks every single time. Sometimes you do just go through a roadblock and the girl just goes, all right, yeah, keep going, you know, like, it's your day. Um, but then we started going to, um, like, local law firms, like lawyers, and we'd walk in and they'd be like, hello, and we'd grab a business card and walk out. And then when they'd stop you at the roadblock, I'd be like, we're calling them. We're calling them, and they'd yeah. be like, oh, okay. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just nice. keep going. Even though I've never spoken to this lawyer before. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Good move. Um, it was weird. Like, gas stations weren't open for, like, three weeks, and then they did not contact the police when they were planning on opening them. They just said, we're open. And so it was like, everyone on the island thinks this is the last time they'll ever be able to get gas. Yeah. So, like guns are being drawn and like and what how like what uh level of which is society hanging on prior to this like it was it you know um there's some seedy stuff every once in a while but it wasn't like a like yeah. at no point does anybody really like it's not dangerous dangerous yeah it's like a normal i mean there are places on the island just is it like, like gulf shores <laughs> yeah it's like gulf Shores. we have a hangout fest um now, I mean, there are places around here that you don't need to be in at certain times of day unless you're looking for trouble. There's places there that you don't need to be in at certain types of day. A lot of times people, especially expats that live there, like to sensationalize like, hey, I heard such an I heard a, a American got murdered the other night. And then, oh, yeah, but they were in this place at two o'clock in the morning, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like. I don't even go to that place at two o'clock in the afternoon. So, like, well, the craziest <laughs> thing is, at the same time he was murdered, several other Americans were murdered at two a.m. in America. Yeah, and I mean, you know, so, there's happens. a real small towny uh, part to what it. What did though, you expect so. when you moved in next to John McAfee? <laughs> <laughs> it's Belize. That oh, is Belize. Okay. Amber And what's great? I, know, I, feel like I know that. Very similar. I okay. know that. No, no, it, they are very similar. But the best part is, is that like. Everyone I live around doesn't know that story. <laughs> really? So he had a hammer. Yeah, so, yeah I'm just okay. like, all right, so listen to this. <laughs> you remember your computer <laughs> from before? You remember like 1997 when you're on your computer? <laughs> um, so he said he had a kill switch. Yeah. <laughs> no, and so, and if you watch that McAfee documentary, you can see how you can stir up some stuff. And yeah. stuff like that will get stirred up every once in a while, you know? It's weird because you do interface with people 
on a day-to-day basis that might also be known as someone who can be dangerous in this other sense of the word, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just see him, he's just an islander. He loves our cinnamon rolls. He comes every morning yeah. and gets one. And then one of my employees who grew up on the island is like, you know, he killed his dad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, like, recently? <laughs> Did he have a cinnamon roll with him at the time of the killing? I mean, you know. Uh, because it, it is. Like you were saying, though, it does happen in Richland, too. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That was a nice shot. Oh, I was more concerned about Euless guy dismembering people. Thing. Like, I just heard that. We just walked into yeah. that today, and I'm like, nah, I got a lot more reading to do on that. That shit's going to be national by tomorrow. Yeah. So, we might have a serial killer. Honestly, crime is very petty. Um, most of the time, it's just stealing something out of a, you know, like, you know, if you left your window open or something like that, somebody comes in, takes your laptop or something like that. But it's very like, opportunistic da 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 it's not nothing's like all right guys here's the plan you know (laughs) like um because most people you know because of the small town nature of it it, you know there's uh, over a hundred thousand people on the island but a lot of people know a lot of people you know like (laughs) yeah a hundred thousand is is not that much you know like if that's all, like, you, there's towns of 100,000 here where, like, uh, you know, I, I do feel like they have a, a small enough character and you know a lot of the people. But, like, then, you know, in those, you can drive, you know, a short distance and there's another town of 100,000. Like, if it's 100,000 are the only people living within, you know... Uh, 30 miles? Yeah, <laughs> two hours of transportation time. I don't know how long does it take to get back to the mainland. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're on a big boat, but yeah, it's, you know, two and two and a half hours. Or yeah, whatever. so, you know, yeah, it's, it's a little different. I, I bet it's yeah, tight. Yeah, for sure. Is it tight? What? Yeah, living there, it's very tight. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like I mean, I just think the community aspect of it is cool. Like, you It know, is very cool. Yeah. And But you do have to, like, for us, we once we got established for the restaurant thing, it, then you're known for that. You yeah, know? Totally. And so then people are walking up to you and being like, hey, Sandy Buns. That's the name of the place, by the way. <laughs> you're the Country Saturday place? I'll be there tomorrow. Well, I got the your barbecue guy a lot. I love it. I love it, too. Um, but uh, When did you open back up? Well, so we tried to start opening when they started giving businesses like operating permits, depending on like what they're doing. So because we made bread, they gave us like a essential business thing or whatever. And so then you're just dealing with this really small group of people because there a lot of people did boogie on those planes out of there, you know? And so, yeah. And the people that are there are on a real tight budget, so we started like altering our menus and like making things a little cheaper and stuff. And we would just be open like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because if ten people came and ate on Monday, they're not going to be back on Tuesday, you know. Like, and so then to control inventory and costs, we would say, okay, this coming Wednesday is this day. You can order these four things: Facebook message or call. And at that time, we would just you know, have to hand them to go boxes out of a little smart, window though. and stuff like that. We just tried to do anything to stay afloat. Uh, we were making bread for, you know, Sarah in West Bay instead of the resort. You know, mm-hmm. like, like just a loaf here or some buns there or something like that. We just kept it going any way we could. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the other places just closed completely. Um, and so 
I had some employees that I that we had to get rid of. Uh, the labor laws there very much protect the people that are from there, and so uh, you know, two of my employees are like basically under contract, and so like if I do want to get rid of them, I have to pay them out however much money based on how long they've been employed by me and stuff like that. But we had some day laborers. Day laborers, you have to get them to like sign saying that they're a day laborer. And we said, we paid them like an extra month and we were said, sorry, you know, we can't keep going, you know. And so uh, one of them that had worked for me, she would only work at the restaurant four days a week. And then on the fifth day, she would clean our house. It was just something to supplement her pay. We didn't need her all the time. She would help do prep. She would. Uh, she was one of my only employees that worked on Country Saturday because on Country Saturday it's just me and the wife, and then she would just help me wash dishes and like make plates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, but eventually, like you know, we our house was subject to like robbery, home invasion, and stuff like that. And uh, you know, they seem to have a very uh, acute knowledge of like which dog might be a dangerous dog and where the jewelry might be hidden and <sighs> when was this August 13th of last year okay and you think I mean how long has she been cleaning your house oh for a couple months not and, like years no and I, and honestly I'm, I'm not here to say that she said I got an idea guys yeah yeah but I think as the island became more and more desperate with unemployment. You know, I mean, most of the island, the jobs are sub are tourism based jobs. You know, we're one of the only restaurants that was even trying to make money. You know, and uh, you know, I'm not saying she was like, "Listen up, boys, I got the perfect place." But like, maybe the more desperate the situation got, you know, did it happen more than once? What robbery? T- Oh, robbery! Like crime spiked a lot on the island. But, but like, you was, no, it, no. was your house hit okay. up? Okay, yeah. And so yeah, go ahead. Well, just this is definitely uh, the, the thing we want to talk about. Yeah, right? climax. I was gonna say we're trying to jump a little bit ahead here. Um, the story I can go on it. We could talk about how the conditions during the pandemic for an hour. You know, like yeah. So just you know, the day of the incident, like uh, where, where, where do we start? You know, like what's what's the first sign that something's going wrong? Uh, nothing actually. So we had just kind of, uh, during our Tuesday, Thursdays when we're not working or Saturday, Sundays, we're only open Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, that was when the wife and I were both doing our, uh, open water certification. And that was literally just like, we're paying like half the cost of what it would cost on a normal time. And it's just given these, you know, dive masters that are just kind of stuck on the Island, something to do, you know, at least we at least we start the boat today. Make sure the engine's still good. Yeah. You know, like, and, yeah. and then they get to dive and stuff too. And so, I mean, we spread it out. You, you can knock out your open water in a week. Well, I think we it took us like three weeks because we'd just go here or go there or whatever. Or if the weather was bad, I'd be like, I'm not going. I don't need to go. I can go when the weather's nicer, you know? Sure. And so we had finished uh, one of my buddies uh, who's like basically the maintenance man for a boutique hotel. He's from Dallas. Uh, he, wow. he lived there before I got there. He but, also heard about it from Bob? 
<laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Uh, no, he's a he's a G bag nation. I don't know what oh, that right. I don't know all what right. that means. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, you know he he's, high road. <laughs> You're doing good. You may have seen that there. You're <laughs> <laughs> doing time. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know he, he's a good buddy, and so you know we were all kind of like my wife's birthday is the fifteenth, so on the thirteenth we're like, hey, let's all go dive. You know, and then we'll just kind of, you know, there's a lot of boozing going on on the island during Pandy. I would imagine uh, during not, the Pandy because not there ain't much else to nothing do. to do. So there's this big restaurant that's across the street from us named Ginger's. Uh, Jeff and Ginger are from Houston. Uh, wow. They've flipped this place. It's like a great seafood restaurant. You know, they got a really nice bar. It's actually on the sand. So, like, it's a real cool place. They get all their bread from us. Um, they were just closed the whole time. So we would just go over there and watch baseball. He has the MLB package. I have the equivalent of the NFL net or the NFL game pass is what we call it when you're not in the United States or whatever. And so yeah. we just sit around booze and stuff. So we're all partying, like diving, trying to forget what horrible might be losing our entire life savings kind of conditions around her. Uh, went home, went to sleep. Uh, I was woken by my wife saying, Oh my God! Someone's coming in the house. Fuck, man! It's not a good feeling. <laughs> what time was it? Uh, I think one o'clock in the morning. So okay. at this point, our curfew is uh, eight. But okay. the thing is, is that everything's done at eight, and so the cops patrol for like another hour, and then they go home under mm-hmm. the thing of, well, we don't need to be out. The curfew's at eight. <laughs> no one's going to be out. You know? Yeah. So I live up a hill. You pass a lot of very large, much more expensive houses than mine as you're driving up the hill. That seems like another yeah, that's part an of the picture. Uh, when like, you get to the top of the one? hill, um, there's my house. Uh, behind me, there's a guy's house who only is here six months out of the year. He, he is one of the ones who bailed. you know. Mm-hmm. And then behind that is the guy... His house, he's the one who owns all that land. So he's selling those plots off, and his house is kind of right there, too. Now, he's there. Um, I mean, hindsight, everyone who listens to this is going to be like, what an idiot. Um, we didn't have bars on our windows. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's not uncommon, though. There are plenty of houses that do. There are plenty of houses that don't, you know, and it's not really a thing. We're kind of all by ourselves up there on the hill. And if it was a person who had seen the inside of the house, like I bet they could have figured it out even if he did have bars, you know? Uh, well, so the thing is, is did that... Did she have a key? No, no, no. Okay. She, she, I mean, to my knowledge, she's not directly connected to it, you know, for yeah, sure yeah. anyway. But yeah. like I said, they dispatched what dog needed to be dispatched uh, immediately. Like shot and killed? No, uh, just quickly got him got her disabled and put into the downstairs bathroom with the door closed okay okay Okay. not as bad as i thought no no they did not firing a shot is actually the last thing anybody in this scenario wanted to do so the way robberies usually go on the island is the island mentality is you would never leave anything valuable to you not on your person so by their logic i don't want to rob your house when you're not here because why would you leave all your valuable shit here? Yeah. Whereas like very few robberies in the United States are hot. Yeah, it's the very opposite. Few. Yeah. yeah. 
And so here, they want you there because the plan is we're going to point guns at you, you're going to tell us where everything is, and then we're going to boogie. Mm-hmm. And it had happened a couple of times in the months leading up to this to various people across the island because desperations are running high here, you know? And so um, you have to walk up about 40 steps to get to my front porch. Okay. And then once you go through the front door, there's a downstairs bedroom, a downstairs bathroom, and then you walk up sort of a staircase that goes like this, and our room is just a loft looking down into the the kitchen, living room area. There's a bathroom, and then there's the big upstairs balcony. So they came in through the downstairs guest bedroom window, which they didn't even break. They just straight up put a crowbar and, like, just jack the whole frame off the the wood. (laughs) Wow. And uh, so when she said there's people coming in the house, she runs to the balcony door because you can look over and see the front of the you know the front porch and stuff and i grab a golf club that's next to my bed and they're coming up a stairwell that's kind of blind like they're coming up that so as soon as they come around i put the golf club right here on homeboy's head holy shit and he falls backwards which means he falls backwards into the guy that's right behind him and they go all the way down to the floor. We got a Lloyd and Harry situation. Not Lloyd and Harry. I know. If I had a paint Looking can. Good right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sticky finger band. Yeah. Like wet, wet bandits. Okay. <laughs> the sticky <laughs> finger. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's not what, it, what am I thinking of? Uh, I haven't they, seen that the may have been in the movie also. Is that they, 101 Dalmatians <laughs> as well? <laughs> they were the wet bandits, okay. I think. So they both fall down. Uh, Did you see if they were armed at the time, like when you first laid the strike? Yeah, he had a gun in his hand. You can tell that. Yeah, and so, but we're in COVID times, and we're also on an island that does a lot of fishing anyway. So prior to COVID, everybody has those ones that you can pull over and then raise up, you know, and you can even pull them all the way up to here, like, like face the guards, ski masks. Well, but they're like fishing. You know, you know what I'm talking I, about, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. You put them around your neck like this, and then you can just pull them up like that. It's fishermen on the island have them yeah. pre-COVID. So they got that. I go down the stairs. They retreat back into the downstairs bedroom that they came the win- in the window through. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you really surprise yourself sometimes in these situations. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he knows. I know he knows. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> Pussy over here. I you don't know. You really don't. You don't know. want it to happen. Yeah, you <laughs> really don't know. My taste. And so downstairs by the front door, I have a machete. So I grab the machete and I got the golf club, and I'm sitting down with my back against the wall, so that if they fire through the door, in theory, they're not going to hit me. And yeah. I'm holding the doorknob, you know, closed. And I can hear my wife up on the balcony, like, screaming, get out of here, get out of here. And then there's a shot fired. Oh, shit. And so it was very organized. There was a guy whose whole job was to stay outside and keep everything in front of him. So it was three dudes. Four. Four. He fires a shot at the upstairs balcony and breaks the uh, sliding glass door. My wife retreats back into the house, grabs the smallest dog goes into our bathroom, closes the shower curtain, you know. Um, I just start wailing the machete into the guest bedroom door, screaming, get out of here, you know. 
when I opened the door, he goes like this, and there's like points the gun at my face. Sorry, I forget radio. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, He he points the gun at my face. He doesn't have the fortitude, or at least uh, something popped in his head that made him stop for like one second. Yeah. So I knock the gun out of his hand with the machete, and it goes underneath the bed in the guest bedroom. Fuck, dude. <laughs> like, do you think that if, I mean, I guess, pointless question, because he knows, but uh, if you hadn't acted so quickly, is is he pulling the gun at that point? Were you I, worried about that? I have no idea. So yeah. for a split second, I'm like, should I go for the gun? Because you're probably not recovering from face bullet. No. <laughs> uh but at this point, honestly, dude, you're uh, I, as many times as I've had to retell this story because on the island afterwards, as you could probably guess, it was quite the tale. You know, yeah. <laughs> I stopped being barbecue guy, and I was, yeah. aren't you the guy who got shot? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I didn't go after the gun. I went after the other guy, who then just jumped right back out the window they came in. Mm-hmm. Well, while that was happening, a dude was coming in the window in the living room. So now I'm getting pulled in too many directions. I run back out into the living room. That gives the other guy time to get the gun out from underneath the bed. We found uh, a couple of unfired bullets in the room the next day because the clip had fallen out, I guess, from getting knocked out of his hand. I still have the bullets. Um, so I Maybe make a necklace. So I chased this guy out. And back through the front, yeah. Okay. And so now I'm in the living room, and guy whose whole job is to hold the perimeter has a big piece of wood that's been cut into like a point, and he's just putting it through the glass of the windows in the living room, and trying to reach in and grab like the thing the to latch. open it. And uh, as I'm like just wildly. Manically, I might, I must look like a psychopath, like swinging things at anyone. Uh, the other guy tries to come in a, another window, and he gets in, and I put the machete right here on him. Forearm. Forearm, like upper wrist. So the, the other guy, whenever you... Uh, he use, ran upstairs. Whenever you use the machete to knock it out of his hand, are, like... Are you drawn blood? Like no, no. I hit all gun. I guess I don't okay. know. Like okay. I didn't. We didn't find much blood, and the blood we found is more conducive to when I know I hit somebody. Mm-hmm. But as I'm fighting the living room guys, the other guys came back in the same room and they ran upstairs. Okay, and so they went directly to a place where, to support my theory, it, it's not a common place where jewelry is kept. Uh-huh. And they did not appear to like ransack a lot of other stuff. Yeah. They seem to have gone straight to this one spot. Um, the banks were hard to deal with. A lot of us were contacting people we know that run these boutique motels and asking if they could like store our loose cash for them, you know, and stuff. Um, so we had it hidden in weird places. Um, once I hit the guy in the forearm with the machete, the other guy pulls his gun out, and I don't know if he was aiming at my leg or if he just simply, we were so close together that he had to fire or else he was going to get hit. But he only got it up out to where he's pointing at my thigh, and he pulled the trigger. Fuck, dude. And we were probably about 
he was where you are, you know, like two feet away from each other, you know? And I literally think he could just barely get his hand up fast enough before I'm about to hit him if he doesn't, you know? Yeah. Uh, again, you very much surprise yourself. I went down. I said, okay. I said, it's over there. I told him where it was hidden, what it was hidden in. And then I just started slamming the machete on the ground, screaming, vamos, vamos, you know? What, guy, what is he looking for that you told him where it was? Cash. Okay. Um, they got a laptop. They got an iPad. They got my wallet, which didn't have anything in it really, except now I don't have identification, you know. Uh, That's probably pretty easy to deal with in a yeah, third world doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't ever You do care. have pictures of your identification. I do. Still on the phone <laughs> with every day of the week on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a guy comes running downstairs or back down the stairs from being up in our bedroom. Uh, my wife would later report that right about when she started hearing me scream vamos was right about when he was pulling the shower curtain open. Oh, shit. And he turned around and hightailed it because they were at that point hollering at each other as well. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's this go. has gone horribly wrong. Well, once we fire a shot yeah, and then we fire another shot, like one hitting the glass, one yeah. hitting like me. Now we got a boogie. Um so they left, and I said, are you okay? And she said, yeah, but she's, like, crying hysterically and stuff like that. And I sure. said, I need your help. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she goes, I can't, you know. And I said, downstairs where I'm at, my belt is laying across the back of the kitchen table chair. Mm-hmm. Can you please come bring that to me? And she brought it to me, and I put it around and just pulled it tight like a tourniquet. And then I said... I really need some water. (laughs) Really need some water. And so the whole time this has been going on, she's calling 911. Yeah. Dispatch for 911, tell me how much sense this makes, is on the mainland. (laughs) That doesn't seem good. (laughs) Um, She's trying to call the neighbor. He's not picking up. Like, are there emergency services there that the dispatch talks to? Yeah, like, like all the police trucks say, like, call 911 on the back. Yeah. You know? Well, so it's just not going to anything. It's going to, like, a voicemail, you know? Like, the whole mainland's locked down under a curfew, too, you know? Yeah. So now the issue is, what are we going to do here? So yeah, hopefully not bleed out. Is it, I, are you feeling tremendous pain yet at this point? Is it as hot as people say it's it is? Yeah, well, what, it's fucking yeah hot. just <laughs> start from just walk me through everything of what it feels like to be shot. Um, he fired. Uh, I didn't know till later, but the entire bullet went completely through my leg. The entertainment center was behind me. It hit the entertainment center. There's still a hole in the entertainment center, but then somehow still had the forced to fly across the room and break a glass that was sitting Damn. like on <laughs> and uh yeah it's close range yeah it's extremely close range yeah um, like beethoven like beethoven we just that's need what a, everyone was thinking we just yeah. need a skull good, good big enough <laughs> for these uh these it's big hollow old point. hollow point explode on impact uh no um Yeah, it was hot, man, and I just kind of sat down and, like, the amount of blood that was coming out and kind of the area of my leg, 
my brain is saying, okay, there's like a big artery here, like the femoral artery, I think. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, it's like right there. So the first thing I got a hold of was just a T-shirt uh, that was like, I don't know, some for some way, shape, or form near me on the floor. And I wrapped that around. That wasn't doing anything. So she got me the belt. Not sure that was doing much either because the only thing that's keeping it taut is how much strength I have left in my arm. You know? Yeah. And so she gets me a big old cup of water. I just dump it on my face. So how how much like immediate pain? Like, uh, you know, I've I've never understood like the, what what role shock is playing here. Like, like adrenaline and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, did, did it hurt mo- most? Like at point of impact, did it hurt most? You know, two hours later when it wore off. Like, so it turned because of the range, like how close we were. It just destroyed like every nerve ending your body's natural reaction is your nerve endings literally like go for cover like they retreat you Mm -hmm. know so like you feel the initial pop and it's hot like they say it's heat and then kind of the whole thing goes dead Mm -hmm. because at the point of impact yeah the nerve endings are like severed all over the place and um the rest of it I wasn't really thinking about because I'm just looking down at the blood coming out. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I can't feel my leg must be the equivalent of I hit some major artery and I've got like 45 minutes here, you know? Yeah. Um, so we had very good friends that are islanders that grew up, were born there and stuff. And through default, like... You know, she was able to get a hold of her friend, or a couple, uh, their name Mark and Bonnie, and she called Bonnie. Bonnie picked up the phone, said what happened. She said, well, I went to high school with blank cop, so let me call him. And so the cops literally picked up Bonnie in their truck, and she told them how to get to our house. Wow. And so they got up there, and like I said, you got to walk up about 40 stairs to get to my front porch. Mm-hmm. Which means you have to walk down them also. (laughs) So so when they got there, um, I did my best to say, how about you guys go grab the comforter off the bed and we taco this thing. Like, I'll just roll into it. You guys can pick it up and we'll, like, move down the stairs. I've got some video I can show you guys of them loading me into a truck. Um, so the ambulance isn't there yet, so they just load me in the back of a truck, mm-hmm. and we start driving. Mm-hmm. And uh, ambulance meets us a couple minutes later. They move me into the ambulance. Uh, we drive to the first hospital, and it's what we call a private hospital. And uh, they, first of all, total moot point on the lady who greeted us, because first she said, well, I need you know, $400 just to let in the door. And we say, well, of course we don't have that. We just got robbed. You know, like my wife's in like the equivalent of pajamas, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then her next point is simply, there's no one here anyway. So I don't, maybe maybe she thought she could just get $400. Yeah, yeah. So on to the public hospital we go, uh, which is in, you know, a very neighborhood that i would not spend a lot of time in you know Mm -hmm. not for high crime just it's a impoverished area and stuff like that and you know uh so they move me in same deal they have like a night nurse but otherwise no one is on hand and so they call someone 
and the doctor arrives within, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. And all they do is make sure, like, he'll live. And then I'll see you in the morning. Ugh. And so I'm just laying there. The cops want to go back to the house because they want to take a look at the scene. Yeah. And so it's wife and Bonnie. And you going to be okay? Probably not. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there are dogs and every window on the house is almost broken. And like, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. You got to go. The and place is a wreck. Oh, it's a wreck. Yeah, you know. I caused more. Can't entertain. I probably caused more damage to the place than they did because I'm just swinging <laughs> at everything. <laughs> I just kept thinking, pure show of force. Surely yeah. these guys will just run. With know? a blade. Um, so they head back? They head back. Um, the public hospital experience was not bad, man. I mean, the conditions is all that we're frowning upon here. The doctors that work at the public or the private hospitals work at the public hospitals. Like, they're the same doctors. Some of them are even American, you know? So, like, you're not losing a step on, like, expertise or whatever. So they did a sonogram, and they did an x-ray. Let's make sure it didn't hit a bone. Let's make sure it didn't hit that artery, you know? Uh, now, the doctor that came in in the middle of the night to just make sure I was okay, he says, well, probably some of the bullet's still in you. And I go, okay, I can't feel my foot, you know? Like, I can't feel the lower part of my leg. He's like, eh, it's shock from nerve endings and stuff like that. Okay. So he leaves. They bandage up right here the entry wound on my upper thigh. Again, putting two and two together, I know that the bullet went through my leg and hit the entertainment center, but at that time, my brain wasn't going that way. Sure, sure. Um, so when they came back in the morning, the doctor, different doctor, comes over to me, and he's like, all right, well, let's take a look. And he says, this guy's just laying in blood. Well, they, they never did anything to the exit wound. Oh, when no. they left, so I'd just been laying there in blood for like four and a half hours. <laughs> Did you know that? Dude, I yeah, I was on a different planet at that point, and not because I was getting like awesome painkillers Could you yet. feel the love of Russ Cole's daughter waiting for you? <laughs> yes. Did they give you anything for the pain? Yeah, yeah. A little? They, yeah, a little, little but not until they got back, really, in the morning. I, I mean, I was just, uh, I was in, and then it was so funny because they're like, they're they're going to check vitals and stuff, and they're like, "Well, he's shaking a lot. Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 sorry, I'm shaking. <laughs> I should be much more even keel here." Like, yeah. <laughs> so they uh, do all this stuff. They move you out of triage or emergency or whatever into like a room, and this is where you know public hospital plays its role. You're in a room with like nine guys. Your beds are like basically touching each other. You know. All of you are in here because you have similar ailments. So here's a guy who uh, his entire leg from his groin to his foot is in one gigantic cast because somebody hit him with a machete in the back of the knee Ugh. and cut all that stuff. Uh, you know, here's a kid who uh, was on a motorcycle who got hit by a car. You know, like <laughs> yeah. So obviously, my uh, my primary concern is is not this, but the guys that got hit with the machete. Like, can you go to a hospital? Like, that's going to be a pretty easy. It's at like if based on how you're describing their planning of the robbery, it seems like that they do have some fear of being caught. I would figure trying to get a machete wound treated the next day after a guy said I hit some robbers with a machete seems complicated. There was concern by the police that. 
maybe somebody, maybe one of the perpetrators would end up in the hospital that <laughs> yeah, I was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was a concern. But when they got back to the house, so you can't drink your tap water or anything like that. You got the big five-gallon jugs that you put in like a, literally a water cooler, you know? Mm-hmm. And so once you get there, you can establish with the water guys, they'll actually come to your house and you can leave your empties out front and they'll replace them with fulls. So at the bottom of my stairs were two full water jugs that I just hadn't brought inside the house yet, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, one of them was like halfway down the road and clearly, you know, they had used it to wash off a a cut or something like that. Like, I doubt they were like, I'm just so thirsty, you know, (laughs) like... um, And right away, and then it was just a bumbling, like, you know, investigation from that moment on because the first thing they did was one of the cops picked it up. The other cop said, no, no, we could have probably got prints off that. And the other cop goes, well, now we can't at all because it'll show my prints. And so they immediately say, we can't use it for anything because now they're worried about the... Being implicated, like, yeah, corruption. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. Um they didn't find any of the bullets that I found just by simply walking through my house. Uh, uh, they found the actual bullet that went through me. I still have the shell casing for it because that was just under the couch, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Um, but really it was nothing like from that moment on, it's like, we're never getting these guys. I don't even know what the point is. I don't even know why you're here. Um, yeah. And obviously none of it, like you can't get insurance for, it's you're just out. I mean, there the, uh, a commonly asked question on Facebook from people that live there to people that are planning on moving there is about homeowners insurance and all that stuff. And like the answer is always there are absolutely companies that will give you insurance. Will they be able to or will they even choose to acknowledge or give you anything if something actually happens? Yeah. Because and- you can't just go to them and be like, but I paid for insurance. And they're going to be like, okay. Yeah. What's next? You know, like it's not like you can you can get a lawyer at that point, but I mean now we're just escalating, you know, chasing yeah. our tail. So <laughs> how long did it take for you to recover? Like how long well, you're out of the hospital, what, probably four or five days? I was in the hospital for about forty two hours. The the again, the conditions are they do not have food for you. Um That doesn't seem important when you're on the bend from a medical situation at they all. do not have food for you they will give you like a change of gown i don't know once every 24 hours or so there's not like a the bathroom is just a uh, across the hall you just got to get up and go there and it's like just a toilet and a shower that doesn't work but even the shower is just a cement like corner of the room with a drain in the floor yeah so machete guy uh-huh starts talking to me like back of the leg machete guy. And he's been there for like seven days. And he's like the Ferris Bueller of this place. Like he knows <laughs> where they keep everything. So like he's, hey, I'm going to go get you another like, you know, a, ho- a hospital gown. And then I'm like, man, I just, I need to wash off, you know. Well, they don't have soap in the bathroom, but I know where the nurses keep their soap. <laughs> and like he goes and gets the soap. Yeah. Like he was great. He nice. was nice. I couldn't. I couldn't make it to the bathroom. He'd have. He'd have to walk me to the bathroom and like hold me because no one else is there to that do that for you. You know, and security at this point is like kind of an issue. So they're not just letting anybody in the hospital. Mm-hmm. 
Like it's, you know, immediate family and one of you, you know? Yeah. And so my wife's doing the battle of, all right, we got to find a place to stay. We got dogs, you know? And so she got put up with a friend of ours and just temporary blah, blah, blah. And she's trying to run around and oh, I got to get clothes. Uh, you know, everyone really came out of the woodwork. Like, I, you know, I come from this American environment like you guys where I had these friends for many, many years and we have a pretty tight group of friends, you know. And so kind of how I start defining friendship is like that kind of stuff. And so my personality had me in the sense that I, I know a lot of people on the island and we were pleasant to each other and stuff. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't... To me, I wouldn't be like, this guy's going to go out of his way for me. Yeah. But everybody did. Like, dude, That's just, awesome. People went up to our house and boarded up all the windows, like, without us even, like, while I was still in the hospital and stuff like that. You That's know? great. Like, the whole community, like, came out of the woodwork. It was, that was the end of the spike in crime. Yeah. Because the voices were too loud. Yeah. Like, the protest of how can we let this be happening were too loud. So after that, I mean, you know, there's still an occasional robbery here and there now, mm -hmm. but as far as that whole pandemic crime spike, that was the end of it because it was just too much of a fuss. Yeah. Those guys, you know, that was more than they thought they were going to have to deal with. Yeah, dude, someone's <laughs> got to know. I mean, of course, just like the guy walking around with a fucking broken nose from the golf club to the face and his friend with the machete cut in the arm. Well, I think you just lay low for a little Yeah, while. I mean, dude, gotta... some of the robbery stuff that they that was happening during the pandemic were these guys staking out houses for like weeks at a time. Yeah. Like they would, a house would get broken into, they'd tie up the husband and wife, point a gun at them, they'd tell them where everything is, they'd leave peacefully, Nobody, nothing happened to anyone. They'd go and look around their property and they'd find in brush, knee-high brush, empty water bottles that now look like they have urine in them with cigarette buds all over the place and stuff like they had been there for days, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, these guys, you know, I mean, just when you get into Cox and Hole, which is kind of the city, uh, you know, where it's parts of it are very like ghetto-y and stuff like that. I mean, there's buildings on top of buildings that are, you know, some of them don't even have like floors in them and stuff, you know, like you could just find a place. Coxon Hole named after a pirate as well. John Coxon has his own Wikipedia page. How about right. that? We got nice. a lot of pirate stuff on the island. That's tight. <laughs> um, so, you know, as, as far like how, what kind of loss are we looking at in the end? Like, so I get out of the hospital um, as I'm checking out, the, I, I get out of the hospital about 40 hours and it's because my wife said, I'm taking him out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that they said, okay. And so they're putting me on IVs and painkillers and, you know, they did the x-rays and the sonograms and all that stuff. I'm there for 40 hours. It was, uh, $15. <laughs> all right. Like, like the healthcare they, uh, costs. They don't keep any, uh, non- like IV painkillers there because they're afraid of like the robbery issue. So like mm -hmm. they don't keep any pill form of like painkiller. So they did have to give me a prescription for that. So we go across the street to the pharmacy. Uh, that was, uh, I think thirty dollars. Mm -hmm. So more for the, the <laughs> prescription than, than the hospital visit. Yeah. Um, Which I don't know if they don't have soap. It seems like a bit of a fair price, but yeah. 
Yeah, you know, like you're getting what you pay for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, they did have a little bit of an issue. Like I said, they had a security team. They were keeping a tight, pretty tight place. Uh, a couple weeks after I got out of the hospital, the, the hospital got hit, and they guys just ran in with guns, and just anybody that was visiting, just give me all the stuff that you have. Oh, blah, blah, Jesus. Blah, so. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're here visiting your uh, husband who just got shot in the leg. <laughs> I'm going to need uh, I'm going to need that purse. Yeah, I'm gonna need your purse. <laughs> uh, no, so, you know, then after that, my parents found a way to pretty quickly boogie down there, and their conviction was very much like, we are taking these children, and they are coming back to the United States. Yeah. And we said, nah. Yeah? Yeah. They, so is, it, is this your first time back since then? or Since then, yes. Wow. And you moved back into the house? Uh, yeah, so parents... God bless them because they were kind of bankrolling our recovery. So it was a pretty bold move for me to be like, I'm not going to do what you want, even though yeah. you're like helping me like repair all the windows on the house because I have no money right now. Yeah. I mean, we have money in our savings and checking accounts, the stuff that they can't get to that we can then use for that. But I mean, it's not like if I use all that to repair the house then that's all that you know and yeah. like and then the places that we were having to stay while they repair the house is costing us money as well yeah. you know and so they were great they stayed for several weeks uh, they saw some some really tough stuff as my wife and i were having a real hard time you know mentally and emotionally at the time and sure you know i think you know my dad was you know like i man but you gotta you gotta keep it together here, you know, and I, you know, it was hard. So, but, uh, you know, initially, I, I think it was very much like when TC told his story, just everybody's like, wow, man, that's awesome. Like, you, I can't believe you fought, you know, or I can't believe you did that, you know. And yeah, I'm there was like, a guy next door that had a real hard on about it. <laughs> it was like, just wish I could have shot him. Wish I could have been there shooting him. Like yeah. you can tell that he's just fully erect as he's typing on his keyboard. <laughs> and it's uncomfortable, right? Yeah, like it's a little, are... yeah, it's a little weird. And you know, it, you know, like I said, we you do the best you can because a lot of people like now. I'm kind of like oh, I have a hard time even telling these stories. Now we like are famous. You know, sure. but yeah. for like not really what you want to be. You know, I would always tell my wife, they used to say, hey, Sandy Buns. Now they're like, hey, you're the guy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, better than being the robber. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the robber didn't get shot, though. Well, and so that's the. I just mean like walking around on the island. If, yeah. if you had been caught, like, you know, it's it's not like the best thing to be known for, but there are worse ones. Yeah. No, and that's the thing is, it's just after that, you know, I mean, I don't, we don't have to chase, go down this rabbit hole or whatever, but just after that, it's just how do you, you deal with the day to day life, you know, and stuff like that. So immediately, uh, GoFundMe's are being started by people I don't even really know. Again, just like arm's lengths, friends, acquaintances, and stuff. And we got them, mm -hmm. you know, the people were quite generous, you know, not That's enough, awesome. not enough to like re rebuild your life or anything, but like I, I was it's better than taking it back yeah, constantly. Yeah. Constantly. I was looking at my wife and just being, I, I can't believe this, you know, you know, and, and it, she was too. We were really feeling, you know, the love, but you know, then I also got to lay down in a bed at night and, and, and try to square all that stuff away in my brain, you know? So, uh, there's a, a guy, 
who started a like brewery on the island. It's called Roatan Island Brewery. And he built like a proper tap house and stuff. It looks like if you'd be at like Four Corners or something like that. It's really, really nice. And they make pretty decent beer. And we supplied all their bread because they have these big weekend cookouts and stuff like that. And the first thing he was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do Country Saturday at the brewery. All proceeds go to you guys. That's amazing. And I go, okay, but my smoker is at my house, which is like pretty much just boards on the windows and stuff like that. And like it requires me to go out in the middle of the night and check on like the smoker outside. And like, I don't know if I got the stomach for that. My dad was still in town. He's like, we'll go. And so we stayed the night, just me and him, at this house with boarded up windows and all the ghosts in my head. Yeah. And, like, the alarm goes off, and I'm like, all right, we got to go outside. And he's like, all right. You know, flashlights and Mm. and stuff like that. And we got it done, and, you know, we we had a big, huge, like, the whole friggin' island shows up to (laughs) barbecue night at the brewery. And, again, more love and stuff, but just more, like, limping your way through this, like, you're out and about during the day. Everybody's showing tons of love and support. But now, I, you know, at night, I, I still got to close my eyes on a pillow, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and so it's been a long journey back, you know? So Yeah, no, I mean, you know, uh, I think everyone, like, just, I, I, I've been real focused lately on uh, how important sleep is. And I know from the, the experience, like, it, it becomes very difficult. Like, you, I, I, for me, it was nice that, whenever it happened my wife was away and so something about if my wife was at like at home uh then it's it was fine but like she goes and stays with her mom probably like once a week so they can catch up on their svu <laughs> um and uh you know, yeah and, and <laughs> those times uh yeah this sleep is just real light you can tell that your body does not feel like it is safe and that it can go into a level of sleep where it's not going to jolt upright if someone goes in and does something. And yeah, it fucks up the rest of everything. Like if you can't get deep sleep, like your life is going to be pretty fucking bad. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, we can, you know, we can say that, hey, listen, you know, we we had a real rough time for a while, you yeah. know. And uh, then once we got back in business, uh, I was still battling my own stuff even though my wife was powering through being like super strong i was chasing that bottle about as hard as any human can like chase a bottle and still be presentable in public during the day you know sure. and uh that led to some you know you know marital you know like it's tough you know like sure. just uh, you, you, like what are you gonna say like she can't even look at me and be like I almost can't blame him, you know, or something like that. So, like, you know, but we got out of that, and, uh, you know, the house is good, and, you know, business is roaring back. As, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, it's not – you didn't ask for this ad campaign. Well, that's not my – I'd had to have – had to have helped. Yeah, no, it, it did. <laughs> It did, and it's wild because the "Hey, aren't you the guy?" is almost completely stopped. And then, um, you know, we had this real revenge travel thing where, like, as soon as it started lightening up here, people are just going because they don't care. We're going somewhere, you know. Sure. And uh, you know, we're real busy, and you know, it's it's great. We're but we're just basically making up for the lost 
not even the robbery loss, like, but just what would have been an incredibly rough year of business anyway, you know? So it's, yeah. we're, we're not, we're not up. We're just trying to get back to up, you know? And so it was real busy and it was funny cause we had like a full dining room and, you know, I had to hire a bunch of people and stuff like we're banging, you know? And some guy stops me and he goes, Hey, so you got shot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I looked at him and I go, who told you that? Because my wife like avoids this. She yeah. hates doing this story. We, she, God bless her. She did the story. Yeah, we, you're gonna have to do the story at first, you know, because uh-huh. just there's too many people, you know, like that are just I got it. You got to tell me, you know. Yeah, but she hates it. And I'm like, who told you that? And he and he was like, oh, I just I have a friend that lives here. We're just visiting, and and he told me, and I go, okay, because in my head I'm like. Looking in the kitchen, like, did he tell someone? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were done with this, you know. And that's why, you know, like, whenever I was talking to you and you were like, you got to come on, I'm like, I don't know. Let me see how the wife feels. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely not trying to, to put pressure, but, you know, just uh, no, indicating fine. interest because we certainly have it. No, no, I told her, I go, you know what? It's just, it's a really fascinating story. Uh, it was a really weird time. Um, I certainly am the only person I know that's ever been shot. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. I can certainly imagine my friends, you know, and they've done a really good job too. Cause we've had our big reunion since we've been back here. And like, you know, huh. my friends of 10 years and stuff like that, my best buds and stuff just kind of were like, can, can I see it? You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but they kind of ended it right there. And then when I show it to them, like they're, most of them were like, Oh, is that it? I'm like, Okay, man. <laughs> not, bullets are not that big. I really just, with a catapult. Lose, lose here, aren't yeah, I? Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's a nine millimeter. It's I don't have like a whole hole in my leg. You know? Yeah, it's not a shotgun. <laughs> well, dude, I'm happy for you. Yeah, yeah. no, it's good. Uh, that's that's Sandy sh- Buns on TripAdvisor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hit him up. Home of Country Saturday, <laughs> a subsidiary of Jake Corp. <laughs> I will be there one day. I will be there. I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, me too. It's really cool. Diving is really cool, man. I didn't think I'd like it, but like, there's like turtles and shit. I think I'd like it. <laughs> it's I think really I cool. Love it. Yeah, I, just I always love been worried it. I'd have a. I wouldn't be able to control my breathing. No, it's the cla- the claustrophobia thing is an issue for me yeah. at first. Like when I did, uh, I wanted to do my advance because that's the only way they let you go deeper than like sixty feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ain't happening. And so there's a wreck. We have like a shipwreck out there. I would love that. But to get to it, it's hundred and ten feet deep, yeah. and I'm like, I'm doing it. Yeah. And so we did it, and man, about as I'm going on the descent, I started to get a little because. <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's dark. I can't see anything. Like so, you lose your whole like your equilibrium. Yeah, and, like yeah. and and so once you get down, you you can see the boat and it gives you like a perspective of like okay, this is left, that's right, da da da. You know, but yeah, it's wild. It's fun. Yeah, super that cool. My last question is just: Do you get annoyed when you see depictions of people being shot on television now, dude? A- actually, I know I know you're going for a joke here, but actually, no, I seriously, at, I mean, like, I would at, think that at first. I was having a real hard time watching your dramatic yeah, you know, I would movie imagine. or something like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, I'm enough of that. Where's SpongeBob? Like, you know, like. yeah. I I don't know if they have this on the island, but people will definitely do it. Like telemedicine, uh, uh, EMDR is great if you haven't tried it. I highly recommend. It's I don't know awesome what EMDR experience. is. 
it's a type of therapy. It's like it, the EM is like eye movement, but it, I don't know. I don't oh, understand yeah. why. Oh, yeah. No, I've heard you reference it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it just, sounded extremely interesting whenever you did Yeah, it's, ther- it's, it's like kind of designed for like specific incidences, like just the way that things like tangle up in your brain, like, you know, in your, your whole system. Like it's kind of smooths out those tangles. No, I mean, honestly, like uh, I'll pull everything aside. Like I, I do talk to someone weekly. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you couldn't. Well, yeah, I didn't yeah, for yeah. a long time until like I, there was like health concerns related to just abusing myself, you know? And yeah. so, um, but the thing is there, you're even kind of limited to she, you know, has these degrees, but she's also like, it's, it's tied to like the church group. So like, she's the, counselor who got her degree at jesus college and it's like if you talk to somebody Mm -hmm. they've probably had some depression in their life that they have the tools to get through it's not like they not your doctor has to have cancer to operate on you if you have cancer yeah i do think in that space it would be hard i've always thought like if you were a rehab care person like for addiction I don't know that I want somebody who's never been addicted. To <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you're, cause you're like, you don't understand. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's a big tenant of Alcoholics Anonymous yeah. is people who aren't alcoholics can't help you. But the thing though is I feel like specifically can't with help his you, trauma but, yeah. and the resulting mental, uh, angst, I'd be like, I would default to, you've never been shot. <laughs> like, I think that would be, if you have a specific inflection point, as opposed to just like, yeah, when I was a kid, it was kind of fucked up. Like, yeah, I would like to talk to someone that would be hard. who hadn't been shot, but had like read a ton of books about people who had had and like, you know, talk to researchers that had like talked to millions of people. I mean, you try shot, to, what, what we try to do is we try to take that aspect out of it in the sense that like, you just need to be in better control of your thoughts. And so whatever, if, if your thoughts are sure. related to something like a gunshot or just general covid depression or something like that like the, the exercise is still the same in the sense that like let's just make sure we're we're not spiraling and um you know honestly like to me the worst part is is i have this like thing where like then i'm like well you know i mean other people go through so much worse stuff oh, yeah. and here i am being this big like was you know and everyone's yeah. like no 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 it's not like that and, and so it's very difficult to, like you start to feel guilty about your own feelings because i'm like i mean there's soldiers and i you know like yeah like just all kinds of terrible stuff and so that is the aspect of watching a movie or a tv show depicting something like that and and just having this like man before it would be hard for me to put myself in that terrible shoes that you must be walking in and now it's a little less hard so it makes it real hard to like you know, yeah, because your brain yeah. starts going, geez, I know what I went through with just this. And here we are watching a show where this guy's kid got murdered. And it's like, ah, OK, next channel, next channel, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, so, well, good for you for uh, for doing something about it, man. Yeah, I'm you happy know, you're alive. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's a real weird thing. I have like a 16 year old nephew and a 13 year old nephew. And when it happened, they were told the very basics of, you know, robbery. Tim got shot, but everybody's okay now. And, you know, someday I'll probably have to tell them a story, but we've met since visiting here, and they were just like, let's go play in the pool. You know, like they don't don't really 
they were either instructed not to care or they don't care, you know? Yeah. Like, so. You're like, what the fuck do I have to do <laughs> <laughs> to be cool? I know. I'm I not. Like, dude, instead they're like, how's diving? That must be awesome. <laughs> Probably is. I'm like, it is actually really tight. I'd rather talk to you about that. So, <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys having Good me. Times. Like, this is a, you're, you're checking a, a box on my my dream list here. Well, you, did, awesome. you checked one on yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. Country Saturday. Yeah. That's huge. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.